your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. You can uh, hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, we get this, though. Should we root for Seattle again tonight if we are Rangers fans? Yes. And who does Houston finish up with the regular season? Uh, Arizona. Yeah, because should the uh, you know, should the Seattles win tonight and uh, Rangers win tonight, your magic number's one. So, and, and that means you're guaranteed a tie for the AOS. At worst. There you yeah. go. Yeah. So if, you, if you're rooting for Houston, you would be trying to put the nail in the coffin of Seattle and mm-hmm. feeling like there's no way they can overtake the Rangers and there's no way they can make the playoffs, which means the Rangers would definitely be in. But if you're more into the Rangers getting the division and winning um, and getting that first round bye that comes with it as being one of the top two seeds, then you should be rooting for for Seattle to beat Houston. Yeah, because... They're the team that's closer to you. And, and right now, Houston leads Seattle just by a half game for that last wildcard spot, so that's very much in doubt. Uh, weird thing... And even if Seattle wins, they don't pass Houston, so you still stay up on Houston. And plus, you're a Rangers fan. They're the Astros. Right. That That's just by default. <laughs> yeah. Right. You root against the but, Astros. But there could be times that you want yes, the Astros to win. extreme times, But yes. this is not one of those times. Yeah, extreme times. You're right. Uh, this was really weird last night in the uh, Seattle-Houston game. So George Kirby is pitching for Seattle, all right? This game is in Seattle. This is in the uh, sixth inning. There was a foul ball by Kyle Tucker of the Astros. It went into the stands on the third base side. And it was apparently thrown back onto the field, and it hits Kirby on the left side of his chest as he was calling for a new ball. He wasn't hurt. Um, The Seattle manager, Scott Service, came out along with the home plate umpire. Meanwhile, fans booed. The fan who allegedly threw the ball was removed from... Uh, the stadium. Uh, Kirby uh, said this ap- after the game. He he was he said it surprised the hell out of me. I thought that was the umpire because they had my hands up and asked for the ball. I thought he threw it. And he said. Then he goes on to say, I mean, it was an impressive throw. I'll give the fan that. <laughs> mm-hmm. So that's kind of uh, it's interesting because there's usually netting all around there. How could you even get it there? You go over the top of the net. Yeah, I I saw the replay and I tried to I tried to follow the ball and I I honestly couldn't because it was just the video was too small on my phone. Um, but yeah, he had to throw it over the over the netting or and nobody saw it coming. <laughs> That's funny. Well, Kirby That's didn't odd. see it coming, yeah. so I think it was just I think it just usually with a foul ball at a home ballpark you wouldn't expect that ball to come back out on the field. No, that's absolutely correct. I you wonder, know, wonder what the guy's reasoning was. Right. Uh, you're a fan of the ticket stub. I think a lot of folks are, and I am as well. I, I have plenty of ticket stubs from, from back in the day. Here's one, though, that somebody saved that uh, I don't know. The original person is not going to be the beneficiary, and I don't even know if uh, the people that uh, are rel- related to this person are, are going to benefit, but somebody is. A rare 
pair of front row balcony tickets to uh, to see a play at Ford's Theater uh, to see our American cousin. Just happened to be on the night of April the 14th, 1865, which was the night that John Wilkes Booth entered Abraham Lincoln's suite, Booth area, and uh, shot him and assassinated him has been sold for auction for $216,500. Nice. Nice. Tickets are stamped with a date, Ford's Theater, April 14, 1865, this night only. And uh, it's the uh, the, uh, booth numbers, seat numbers are filled out in pencil. Section D, seats 41 and 42. So they authenticated it with a a ticket stub uh, that is at uh, Harvard University. And so it went uh, went for auction there in Boston for two hundred sixty-two thousand five hundred. Wow! Nice chunk of change. Nice chunk of change. You have anything that's worth two hundred sixty-two thousand dollars inside your house? That not your, just my your, house. I think that would be the only your, thing your that's heirs? worth that much. Okay. Your heirs, <laughs> that your heirs would be able to to be able to get uh, get to. Uh, we get this from the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Happy birthday to one of our listeners. He made it around the sun another year. So glad 63 years total. Okay, he's going to go to a volleyball game today. Good for him. Good. Happy birthday to you. Um, and Stephen says happy birthday. Red Raider Two Guns says this. Chuck was right about the Rangers. I was wrong. Okay, I'm not, I'm not sure exactly what I was right about and what he was wrong about, but I'll, you know, I'll take one. Right, we get it wrong a lot. So if we actually get one right, celebrate our victories. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. celebrate our celebrate our victories. Uh, you sure he was removed from the part? Could have been signed to a contract. Uh, no, 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 no. Uh, both the uh, Lady Raider and Red Raider basketball schedules uh, released yesterday for the Big Twelve. Uh, here's what's interesting on the men's side: you start with Texas, you end with Texas. Start on the road at Texas on January the 6th. There'll be a 7 o'clock tip. Of course, we'll have it for you on Double T 97.3. And you end with Texas on February the 27th, which is a Tuesday. That'll be an 8 o'clock tip. And, of course, we'll have that for you on Double T 97.3. And then you finish on the road at West Virginia on uh, March the 2nd and at Oklahoma State on Tuesday, March the 5th. In fact, three of your last four are on the road. You go to, in just a matter of days, Orlando, Morgantown, and Stillwater. So three of your last four are on the road. And in fact, four of your last six are on the road because you'll play at Iowa State at Hilton on Saturday, February the 17th. Come back and host TCU on Tuesday uh, the 20th. Uh, the other thing that was interesting to me about this schedule for, uh, for both teams on Saturday, February the 10th, you're going to have a traditional, I think it's going to be boy-girl, because the Lady Raider time has not been announced, but the UCF men's and women's teams will be playing in Lubbock that day. Oh, that's fun. So you'll have the uh, the men will play at 1 o'clock, and I'm, I'm assuming the women will follow. I do not have a tip time uh, for that game, but that game will also be here in Lubbock, and the ladies do not go to Orlando this year. That They just play UCF at home. Remember, it's a little, little funky. You're not playing everybody home and away. 
you've got a certain number that are home and away and a certain number just home only or road only. So uh, in, in looking at the men's schedule, you have five Saturday Big 12 games. You'll play January the 13th against K-State, uh, Saturday, January the 20th uh, against BYU at home, the 10th of February against UCF, and then uh, Baylor on uh, March the 9th uh, at home. So that's actually your last home game. So I, 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 miss, I, miss, I misspoke there. I was wrong. So Texas is your second to last home game. Your, your last home game will be uh, Baylor March 9th and then head to the Big 12 tournament, which will be March 12th to the 16th, and the ladies will be there the week before. So that uh, it's it's interesting too when BYU is here for the men, the women are in Provo on that same day. Mm-hmm. So you see you'll see uh, you'll see some of that. We've seen uh, some of that before. Yeah, you know, you know, the ladies it looks like will have a couple of two city road trips uh, at Oklahoma State on January the tenth at Oklahoma on uh, Saturday the thirteenth. Don't know this for a fact. I'm assuming they'll stay on the road, and then for certain stay on the road. Saturday, February the 3rd at Cincinnati and then turn around and play at West Virginia on February the 6th. That just makes a ton of sense. Instead of going back and forth. Up and back, up and back. So, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, it'll be here before we know it. That's Uh, right, it will. The women's first practice is actually today. They'll open up Big 12 play on December 30th. The men open up play overall on uh, Wednesday, November the 8th. And uh, the ladies will get things started on uh, Friday night, November the 10th, against Tarleton. So, like you said, it'll be here before we know it. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Great to have you with us on uh, Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Uh, we get this. It's just so depressing thinking about the state of our football team right now with high hopes entering the season. Just ready for basketball and baseball to get here now. I'm sick of feeling like that, though. Yeah, it's not it's not over yet. I mean, I realize the first third of the season hasn't hasn't gone your way, and you, know, you lost a starting quarterback. You've lost some other players. You've had a number of injuries so far that dinged you up a little bit. But you got a chance to get right on Saturday and then, then play at Baylor and uh, – Maybe get yourself back to 500 here the next couple of weeks. You can only win one game on Saturday. No doubleheader. And uh, you know, it's a team that you've you've beaten in the past. Although, you know, last year you had a little luck. You won a double overtime, but you won. Yeah, a lot there. Um, first off, I don't think a win on Saturday gets you right. Uh, I think it gets you, you know, heading in the right direction. But I don't think any Red Raider fan would say, okay, now we're two and three. We beat a Houston team that doesn't appear to be very good and feel like we're right. Um, I would say that. Uh, But I will say this. Do you realize you're – I mean, the first two losses, you can take a number of plays and change one play and you win. Yeah. And you win. Okay? I I can't necessarily say that about West Virginia – I, I mean, you could correct me if I'm wrong here, but, I mean, is there one play that you could say, well, if that play changed, you win? I, I don't know that there is, okay? Um, but you still lost by seven points. This team is not that far off, okay? Um, 
frustrating that maybe man that that you're not who you expected to be you know last year you won a bunch of close games and man you're four and oh in those one score games and um living dangerously okay mm-hmm. and now that's come the opposite way yep. you're oh and three in one score games I just don't feel like this team is that far off, okay? Um, you very, very easily could have beat Wyoming. You very easily could have beat Oregon's, Oregon. Um, and, and like I said, you lost by seven to a bad West Virginia team. Uh, and so to me, that's the performance that was the worst of all of them, maybe. Um, I mean, but, you complete the pass on third down there at the end of the game. You know, receiver doesn't jump too soon. Um you know, it's a touchdown. You get the extra point. You tie it up. You go potentially yeah. to overtime. Yeah, I mean, but then you're just overtime, so it's hard yeah. to say one play and you win. Okay, you could pick a number of them, right? With Wyoming and Oregon, you know, take one of the turnovers away against Oregon. Take, you know, take Jared Bradley's dropped ball at sure. the two yard line sure. or whatever against mm-hmm. Wyoming or the fourth and seven on defense. What whatever. There's new. I just don't think. The team is as bad as their one and three record is right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be honest with you. I think that, and I did not in any way, shape, or form want this, but I think you, in this way, I think the quarterback that's better for this offense is in there now. Okay. So um, I, I just, uh, I'm just not ready to give up. I, I, it's clearly not been the start that we had hoped for. It's clearly been disappointing the way your offense, because I think your defense is, I mean, you're good enough defensively to be 4-0. Okay? They've not been perfect, mm-hmm. but you're good enough defensively to be 4-0. So I just think um, where you are defensively, you're going to give yourself a chance. i got to believe that we're going to see a coaching staff that's going to say, you know, Coach – McGuire talked the other day about self-scouting, and he says it's, a, it's about figuring out what you're good at. Well, if if they can't figure out that you're good at handing the ball off to Taj Brooks, then, I mean, again, I, I really have to question some sanity over there at Texas Tech's, you know, football facilities. Okay, so I think that got figured out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay? So I, I think um, – I think we're going to see more of Taj Brooks, which every Red Raider fan in the world is wanting. Um, and I, I think you have the potential to be a lot better than you have been. So I know it's an uphill climb. I know that um, it's been frustrating that you haven't made plays at the end of games to win these games. Um, you did make them last year and you haven't this year. And I don't know what the reason is or if it's just – the law of sports physics say that those things even out. I think I buy into that a little bit. I think I do too. Um, and so, okay, I would so sooner or later. I think they they're going to flip back in you in the right direction. I, I I'd buy into the things even out, but we're so far in the red on that that we're we're owed some bounces our way. And last year didn't make up for all of them. Oh, maybe it cleans the slate every time you get a new coach, Jeff. <laughs> then we still got coaches that have got red that have built up. Yeah, well, no, that's why they're not them. here anymore. Yeah, we fired them. <laughs> that's why they're not here. So I, I just don't think this football team is that bad. I agree they have not played to their potential so far. I have a, I would 100% agree they have not clicked on offense, and I don't know what the reason is. 
Okay. Um, I, you know, the run blocking, your offensive line has done a good job run blocking. I just, it's hard for me to believe that we're not going to see more and more and more of Taj Brooks and we're not going to ride that, you know, that horse from goal line to goal line. Yeah. Okay. So I, I just, I really feel like, you know, Saturday was rock bottom. Saturday was rock bottom, and it feels like that for every Red Raider fan. Um, I just don't think you're going to stay there. I think you're going to be better. I know the tough competition gets tougher. I get it. Not so much tougher with Houston or even maybe with Baylor. I, I don't know. But you definitely have to win these two if you're giving yourself any shot to, to yeah. get to a bowl game. But I'm, I, 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 still, I still feel like this football team is way better than they've shown so far. And like you like to say, Chuck, we're all allowed to get better. Yeah. Uh, somebody says this may not be that far off, but running out of time. Okay. Yeah, fair. Yeah. Fair. Shoulda, coulda, woulda, but you're still one and three. Yeah. Yeah, all fair. I agree with Jamie. Morton is the man for this offense. Coaching, coaching, coaching is the problem. Well, I mean, they've, they've talked about that. They've talked about maybe not making the right call here or there. Uh, maybe we could quit talking yeah, but we and need, start doing Yeah, we need them to stop having to say that. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Linton, Jeff McGuire, and Chuck Hines. The Sporting Center chat line is open. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app, presented by Happy State Bank. For that, Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well for your perusal. All right, so one thing that um, is interesting to me, and you and you – you alluded to it a little bit, is you've been running the ball pretty well uh, over the last few games uh, with Taj Brooks. In fact, uh, Taj going for uh, 149 last week against West Virginia and 158 against Tarleton. Uh, This is another uh, tidbit that I'm burning here, but that's the first time that you've done uh, at least 140 yards by an individual in consecutive games since DeAndre Washington did it over the last two games of the 2015 season versus K-State and Texas, and he combined for 421 yards in those two games. And it appears that you're getting really good offensive line play, play on the run versus the pass. Uh, Coach McGuire was asked on Monday the difference between the O-line pass protection to the run protection. I think that we are athletic in the offensive line, I think our gap schemes are uh, are what we're doing best right now. We've got some guys that are athletic pullers. You know, Caleb. You know, Caleb is a really athletic guy. Uh, both our guards are doing a good job on their kickout blocks. Our tight ends have been, you know, incredible. We added a play uh, this last week against West Virginia that was really effective with both the tight ends pulling. Um, had a really good run with Taj. Um, that you know, cuts down on penetration, uh, you know, and so I think the guys are doing a good job. Uh, they're getting better with their feet. They're being aggressive. Um, the times where, you know, give you an example, you know, we gave up a sack or a quarterback got hit, uh, the nose looped on Denny, but he didn't loop. He thought he was going to, he overset the nose, and, and so it's it's more uh, being patient um, because the, the where last year at times we were getting beat on the edge, because they were just coming clean or we wouldn't get his hands on them. Uh, right now, the, some of the times you're getting beat is guys coming inside of us. And so we've got to do a better job of, you know, coming back down and, and communicating with each other.
It's uh, Joey McGuire. So what's your, what's your thought on that? Uh, I just think that some players and some um, offensive lines are better run blockers than they are pass blockers. It's a different skill set. And some, you know, some guys excel at one more than the other. The best guys that make it to, to the NFL are the guys that can do both and do sure. it really well. It, it's uh, it's interesting when points out, you know, how athletic they are and how good a job they do at pulling and all that stuff, creating opportunities. Tight ends doing a good job for them. And everything leads to the run, yet there have been some times where you just refuse to run the football, even though it may be a skill, a strength for you. And so when they do their self-scout or when they did their self-scout, maybe they've reevaluated themselves just a little bit and gone, okay, we, it's clearly here for us. We clearly have the guys for it up front. We have the guy in the backfield to be able to do that. We just need to run the ball. Is it that simple, Jamie? I I don't know. I I think that you're going to, you know, maybe teams defensively have said, hey, we're going to see if they can beat us with the passing game. And they've shown defensive fronts that say, yeah, it's better to throw here. I don't know, but at a certain point you just have to say, what we do well is run the football and we're going to make them stop us before we allow them to change what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and so if if it's a fifty fifty or even if it's a forty sixty, you got to err on the side of Taj Brooks. Okay, but yet, I mean, you you can't do it every time. I mean, obviously, sure. you, you got to be careful. You don't want to, you know, get him hurt or anything like that. But you also have to keep the defense honest. So I, I'm not looking at a for a game plan where you're running at seventy five percent of the time. I, mm-hmm. I'm not okay. Uh, I, I'm looking for a game plan where the two styles of offense pa- uh, complement each other. And so in my belief, if you're able to get the run game going early, which it doesn't feel like you've attempted even right. in any of the games, mm-hmm. you know, trying to just, you know, get it. I remember feeling that way in the first game against Wyoming. Like, why haven't we tried to establish the run at all? Right. And the passing game has looked iffy at best. Yet you you haven't leaned on the running game, which I just I just don't understand. But um, I feel like if you try to establish the run game and get it going early, then that's going to change what the defense is doing, and that's going to allow whoever your quarterback is to have more more freedom. It's going to slow down a pass rush. It's going to do all of those things, and it just feels like you know that's old school style football, right? And and. You know, Coach McGuire talked about, you know, you get a run game going and it helps the offensive linemen because the pass blockers can't. Calms the game down. He shoots that. Can't pin their ears back and come. It gives a a quarterback more space to throw because they're not coming and also because the defense is playing closer to the line of scrimmage looking for the run. It just changes things completely. Yet, we didn't do that. Mm -hmm. So, I, 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 I don't know. I mean... Um, that and that's where you know, and and me last hour telling you, I, I'm not out on thinking this is still a bull team, and I'm not out on thinking this team is way better than their one and three record. Um, 
that's unless you keep banging your head against the wall doing what you're doing. Okay. Um, but if, if you do this self scout that coach McGuire has talked about, um, and you're honest with yourself, then you're, you got to say, man, what we're doing, what our, what we're trying to do on offense is the wrong way to be going about this. Okay. I mean, it, it's just, I, I, I don't know. You've talked about overthinking and, Hey, we've got this play that we're really good at. And we, we man, what you're really good at is running the football right now. Mm-hmm. Right now, use that to set up the pass because I, I feel like you have talented receivers. I think you you have quarterbacks. Both of them could get the job done, um, but it just didn't feel like you ever tried to establish the run in these games, you know. And when you did in the Oregon game, it was with Tyler Shuck, not Taj Brooks, for whatever reason. Yeah, and he had a great day running the football that day. Mm-hmm. Like ninety something yards, ninety two yards or eighty two yards. I can't remember. It was it was a good chunk. I, I just I don't I don't understand. And and then I and, and I'm not a football expert. I don't get paid millions of dollars to coach. Uh, I don't get paid millions of dollars to try to figure it out sitting here either. But I, I just think that you're going to see them lean a lot heavier on the run game. Yeah, and and you know the problem we'll get to a, a comment. At, at some point in time from coach McGuire about, you know, on your, on the passing side of things, just the number of drops that your receivers had, but coach Zach Kitley saying the other day, the drops comes down to concentration. He talks about catching with your eyes, talks about looking the ball in, but then also said, you know, can't beat a dead horse either, but you know, your, your wide receiver group there at times hasn't, hasn't helped you. I think they've been very disappointing. I yeah. mean, it doesn't feel like they've created a lot of separation at times, and then we've seen numerous drops, numerous. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I surely am not giving the wide receiving core a pass. You know, I think the only one on the offensive side that doesn't get a pass is probably Taj Brooks. Taj Brooks, yeah. And if we're talking about his pass blocking this weekend, he, he doesn't, get a, pass he doesn't get a pass either because it, <laughs> it was, it was not good. Right. Yeah. Right. And, you know, going back to the dead horse thing, can we get those electric paddles that they use to jumpstart somebody's heart so we can do that for the horse and continue to beat it because they're having that many drops? <laughs> I'm not done beating this dead horse yet. Okay. Uh, Peter might have something to say about that. You know what? Fix the drops. I won't have to fix the problem. Okay. The beatings uh, will continue until the drops stop. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3. Okay, gentlemen, I have a two-parter today. We're going to do one part at a time. Try to keep anybody from getting confused. This doesn't take much. Okay, you have a 14-team conference that you are currently playing in. Mm-hmm. There are seven teams that are 1-0. There are seven teams that are 0-1. Okay. My first question to you is, Look at the 0-1 teams. BYU, UCF, Cincinnati, Houston, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Texas Tech. How many and who of those seven 0-1 teams end up in a bowl game? Okay. Okay. 
think BYU ends up in a bowl game. I think Baylor ends up in a bowl game. I want to say Tech. I, I desperately want to say Tech. But I don't know that they're beating Houston on Saturday. And if that happens, you're not making a bowl game. Um, I'm going to say Tech, but that's the end of my my so, confidence. So who? BYU, Baylor, Tech. Okay. Um, I, I'm going to agree with Jeff on Baylor. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, on BYU. Um, because they're three and one. They're halfway there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think UCF for the same deal. They're three and one. They're halfway there. I think UCF's a good football team. So those those two for sure, and then I am going to agree with him on Baylor, and I'm going to firmly pick Texas Tech. Firmly pick Texas Tech. Okay. I think you have a chance still to be seven and five, eight and four. Okay. Uh, I'm going to take BYU. I'm going to take UCF. I think. UCF would be the number one that I'm most confident in. I think that's a really good football team. I was impressed with them against Kansas State. Um, I think Oklahoma State and Baylor are definite no's. I think Houston and Cincinnati are maybes. And I think Texas Tech is a yes. So I'm going to say three. BYU, UCF, and Texas Tech. I believe the Red Raiders can get to six. I am not feeling eight and four right now, but man, that would be a fun little turnaround. We'd, we'd take it, wouldn't we? We would definitely take yeah. it. Yeah. All right. Part number two. Mm-hmm. Go to the top half. Pick those. You got seven teams that are 1-0 and in conference play. Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, Kansas State, TCU, West Virginia, Iowa State. How many of those seven do not make a bowl game? Two, Iowa State and West Virginia. Those are those are my two as well. I, I am I am tempted tempted to include Kansas in that um, because they finish they finish with Tech, K State, Cincinnati. They do they do get. The easier part of the Big 12 with Oklahoma State and Iowa State, both those games are on the road. They play Oklahoma at home, play Tech at home, they play K-State at home, they play at Cincinnati. They need two wins. I I know. They got Oklahoma State, who looks terrible, and Cincinnati. That's all you need. I think I'm just going to go with, with what you said, Jeff. Uh, West Virginia and Iowa State. How hurt is West Virginia's starting quarterback? I th- I think there was a thought that he could have played. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say just Iowa State. I'm going to say I believe West Virginia gets a gets gets to a bowl game. They get three more wins. Mm-hmm. That's a really good defense. We all know it's a little difficult to play there. I feel like they can win some home games just because their defense is good. And then they run the football, too. I, they they need a better quarterback. But, uh, uh, yeah, I think they're, they're 
just good enough to be a six and six or seven and five team. So I'm just going to say just Iowa State is the only one out of that group that doesn't make it in. So how many total bowl teams then would you have? You'd have the six from that group and then have so you'd have nine. Nine out of 14. Nine out of 14. That's a big number. That's a, that's a big number. Hmm. Uh, this from Raiders' dad, Chuck's new plate after his eight and four comment, pothead. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you you could you could call me a lot of things, but you can't call me pothead because I, I I've never done that. Uh, I've, I've I've been around it. Usually, my rule was when the pot came out, I went home. So if you want to call me drunkard or uh, overserved or you know, self-served, overserved, or something like you, you can call me all of those things. I've certainly, I've certainly self-medicated many times, but you cannot call me a pothead. Just can't. It's false. It's false information. Illogical. Because I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Um, you, I, I thought on Monday you, when we had the discussion, you didn't think they were making a bowl. Who? You. Tech. Yeah. Oh, I'm feeling, I'm feeling better. You, I'm feeling better. Feeling better. Yeah, <laughs> feeling better. Feeling better as the week's gone on. Yeah. Okay. Not eleven and zero better, or twelve and zero better, but I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling, I'm feeling okay. better. All right. Because I, because I think when you look at this team, you look at what the defense has done, and I, I think to a certain degree, we've, I don't think we've overlooked it, but I don't think we've. Clapped our hands at it as much as we could. Because there's been two games where you've given up 20 points that you've in, in, in four quarters that you've lost. Correct. And you really can't blame um, the, the Oregon game on the defense. I surely wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, Bucky, okay, Chuck, stay off the sauce. I'm pretty much off the sauce right now. It's, it's been a while since I've kind of gotten myself into a the cusp of greatness. I'm capable, though. I'm I'm capable of getting to the cusp of greatness. Um, somebody says this. Sometimes sounds like, even during this show. Sounds like something a pothead would say. <laughs> you know, I, I never smoked my lunch in high school like the others did. <laughs> I thought it was pretty funny. Raiders dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, uh, I, I don't. I don't really even care if it's not accurate. It still was funny. <laughs> it's still funny. Okay. <laughs> not always accurate. Not always fair. We just try. Try to be entertaining. Uh, I also think doing this win-loss exercise is dumb. Okay, well, (laughs) thanks for listening. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lynn, Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio here in downtown Lubbock in... uh, Look forward to hearing from you today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double t973.com for that on the mobile app. Visual Edge IT Hotline is open too at 806 771 By the by, if you uh, are uh, interested in downtown and want to get an update on how things are going, the uh, designer of the downtown park is going to be uh, making a presentation. It'll be tomorrow over at Nukes, which is just up the street from us here on uh, Avenue O and Broadway in the McDougal building. So you can pop on by there at uh, at 430. You might meet on Highest. And Chuck Hines. 
I don't know if I'll be there or not. Oh, I thought you were going to be. <laughs> well, there. I may. I don't know. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm somewhat interested. I mean, I'm interested. In, I'm interested in this. I just don't know. I don't know. I think it's my, really cool what they're doing. I yeah, I do too. Great. What I was going to tell you is, I don't know if my interest in being there at four thirty is in the best interest of my employment because I should potentially be somewhere else. Mm. Doing other things, but Just I mean, tell me you have a, a business trip across town, yeah, like you right, usually right, do. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm here to just shake hands and kiss babies, mm-hmm. and, you know, create the greater good. Uh, so that'll be a 4:30. Yeah, and this the park is just to the east of First Methodist Church there on Broadway. It's the big open space. You'll see it. Um, it's a bunch of dirt right now, but they're going to make it into a beautiful park. So they'll show you the presentation that'll be on uh, on Thursday at 4:30. If you have some interest or investments yes, uh, downtown and like a park where you can host concerts and events yeah. and mm-hmm. all those kind of things not yeah. just not for you just to walk the dog or whatever yeah, so right. it's really cool sleep on a bench or something like that it's a little bit more than that <laughs> <laughs> well i mean you can do that in the middle of the day sometimes i mean have you ever done that gone to the park and just sleep. fall asleep I don't, um, I, I'm not opposed to falling asleep in my car. I wouldn't go on a park bench, you don't think? be out in the open and just fall asleep. Oh, okay. You you would trust to do that? In the middle of the day? If I was sleepy and, or maybe I was just, you know, I'd had a, had a big lunch and my tummy was full and I just needed. You, I mean, know? you know, I love being in the outdoors, but I, I just don't trust people around me that I'm just going to go sleep on a bench somewhere. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Again. Pull into a parking spot, lean the seat back. Mm-hmm. I'll take a nice power nap. Will you? Okay. Yeah, do it on quite often. Okay, I've right. but been um, quite some time since I've done that. But, but just sleeping out, yeah. you know, out in the out, out in the wild, out, so to out, speak. <laughs> out in a park. I don't think I'm going to do that. Okay, all right. Well, I maybe. think there are other people that they reserve those spots for. Okay, okay. probably probably a wise thought. If I'm that tired. I'm just going to go home. I have a nice, very comfy bed at home with my pillows and blanket, and I can shut the lights off and just get comfy. Sure. That's, that's my preferred nap. Yeah, place. but if you're just wanting a power nap, Jeff, are you going to drive all the way to your house for it? Do I have it as an option? Yeah. You yes. surely can't do it in my office because, you know. Choice may walk in. No, <laughs> because there's loud people in the room next to me. I'm not, not if I'm taking a nap in your office. Can't can't yeah. blame that on me. Anymore. No, it's not your fault at all. I'm. I'm. Yeah. They. They. Yeah. You had them move me. <laughs> That's across the true. building. That is not true. <laughs> yeah. No. I. I. I got the message loud and clear. <laughs> loud and clear. Loud and clear. So. Anyway, that's that's okay. I'm. I'm good to go with that. I asked you this uh, question, and. Um, just, just to kind of give you an, an example, I think I don't know that we've given the defense or Tim DeRuiter or what his group has done as um, as much credit as we maybe should have. I mean, obviously the record is the record, right? And that's that you win as a team, you lose as a team, you have success as a team, all those kinds of things. But you know, and this is from the tech notes. One of their goals this year, and it was a true goal, was to cut down on explosive plays. And they also wanted to get explosive plays on the offense, which they really haven't done. But they have done a pretty good job of um, limiting those explosive plays that were just a killer last year in some cases. 
So far, just 11 plays of 20 or more yards and only one rush, one going for that distance. They've done a better job. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but I realize when you're, um, you know, when you're one and three, nothing really tastes good. But still, I mean, I think, I think it's, I think it's pretty, it's pretty good. Now you're definitely not losing games because of your defense. You I, know, I will tell you, I was probably as frustrated on Saturday as after, right after you scored the touchdown and you went right back, sure. and allowed them to score another touchdown and two. Two uh, third down plays on the drive or, you know, penalties that kept the drive alive, two pass interference calls, and that that was probably as frustrating as I was, frustrated as I was, because I felt like, okay, we're getting a little momentum, but that was the moment. I was like, oh, man, this is just, I just feel like this team just, it was an untimely nonstop. Yes, it was. It wasn't. It wasn't yeah. untimely nonstop. But I've been thrilled with the defense. I think they're doing. They're doing a terrific job. You know, and and you know Malik Dunlap, you know, has done a great job with intercepting the ball. His teammates have helped him create. But he's been Johnny on the spot too. He's had good hands. You probably have in the Oregon game and maybe even in the Wyoming game. You missed some interceptions that. You could have even more than what you have. So um, uh, you kind of hope that, that they can uh, they continue that because if you can continue to limit teams in Big 12 play to, you know, under 30 points, it used to be, you felt like... If you could hold them under 50. You could hold them under 50, you could win the ball game, right? Mm-hmm. Now the, I don't know what that number is now. I think that's fair. I think that's fair because... 20? Do you do you feel great about the tech offense scoring twenty points a game right now? I don't. I know they have. I don't even feel great about it. Well, Are we playing at home or on the road? Technically both. You have home games and road games. Yeah. Well, the point is that you've scored above, well above twenty in your home games, and you've been right there at twenty. You know, Twenty and one and thirteen in the other yeah. in the road games. Yeah, in the in the in regulation, you had you know thirty against uh, Oregon and forty one against Tarleton State. Uh, this from Bobby Hot Dogs. Keep in mind, Chuck fell asleep while on live radio. Well, mm-hmm. a bench in the middle of the day ought not to be a problem for him to fall asleep have, on. Have you ever gone sat on a bench in a park and just fallen asleep in the middle of the day? It's been a long time since I've been in a park in the middle of the day. I don't know. I'm gonna. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna say no. I'm gonna say no, but I could see it happening. Okay. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double T ninety seven three dot com.